You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Ask yourself this, what does dating your spouse mean? And have you really thought about that or have you kind of just taken it like it sounds as face value and it means date night happens in your relationship, which that's that's great. That's fantastic. Totally pro that. I just want to hold space for maybe the couples, men, women listening that are like, you know what? We don't get them as much as we should. There's seasons of that. And I think you can acknowledge that you're not getting as many dates as you'd like. I'm in that boat. I'm in that boat. When my when our son was really itsy bitsy tiny, we got more date nights than we do now. Which in my head, I thought like that would be the hard strapped time. But it's crazy because when they're little potatoes, they're like potatoes, and but they're alive and they shit and they eat and they sleep and they giggle and they play and they cry and they eat and they shit and they sleep. Repeat. But, you know, there's there's a system down. If you've got family you live around. My mom was alive at the time. She loved to fucking babysit. I'm ranting. But the point is, is Physically, I don't get to go away with my husband away from my children as much as I would like. But you can supplement for those times. Like you got to do something else. Maybe it's not what you want. Maybe it's meeting at your lunch hour to have that time. No, it doesn't look like putt-putt, drinks, getting dressed up. It looks different. It looks different. But you're still fitting in the necessary nutrients because that is what it is. It's your marriage yard. It's your lawn. You water it. It's your marriage. You feed it. And going back to my original thought, what does it mean to you? And if it just means that, I think we can dig deeper because it's so much more. This could ruffle some feathers because I know our bodies change. Okay. We women like some of y'all are going to say, fuck you, bitch. Like, it, because I should vouch for the ladies. I am a woman. We get pregnant and our bodies change. It doesn't matter if you bounce back and you lose all the weight instantly. No matter what, like, you have your body went through some shit. Okay. I think it would be physically impossible if every single little itty bitty thing was the way it was before. Impossible. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. Yeah, I'm sure you can pay to get it back to prior. And even then, there could be room. There could be wiggle room to argue. But for the majority of women, they're going to say, yeah, bitch, like my metabolism isn't what it used to be. Or I'm noticing lines and wrinkles and a gray hair or seven gray hairs. My eyelids have a lot more skin there than they used to. My neck, my I never even noticed my neck. And now all of a sudden I'm looking at my neck. And unfortunately, for some sick, fucked up reason, I'm convinced the next life, we rule. We rule, ladies. But for some reason, men, and this is like the largest part of my demographic. I have to be careful with what I say. But for some reason, they just age better. Mm -hmm. They just, for some sick, weird reason, they age nicely. And I know not all. Some guys are out there like, fuck you. I you know, lost my hair at 30. I feel like I'm 80 internally. I, I can't speak for everyone, but from my little eyesies, when I look out at men, I way more see a man 
with a woman close age range. And I think he looks younger than her, even when she's like done a bunch of shit to herself. I know this is sick and unfortunate. And I should probably quickly create a new belief surrounding this so I don't fuck myself over. If this hasn't ruffled any feathers yet, it probably will now when I say that I do think it's really important that you work on that and you give a fuck about the way you look and present yourself and show up in your marriage. And I know that those seasons, the kids, there's times when that feels really low on the priority list. But I would say giving a fuck about how you look, not 100% of the time, definitely not... in any unhealthy way. I know social media can be a real bitch and joy stealer for men and women. You play the comparison game. It's not a fun game. I don't encourage it. But if you think to yourself or ask yourself, do I give any fucks? Like when I was dating him, yeah, I did shave my legs more than once a month. I didn't just wear granny panties. I didn't wear the same thing every single time he saw me. Guilty. I am the I want to wear sweats every single day. Shit, in the beginning of creating this podcast, I think I put more effort into my outfit than I had been recently. I had to check myself. I had to be like, Jordan, let's put on some outfits. My sweat sets are very cute, just to make that clear. But sometimes I do want to dress for my husband's gaze. Not, let's not say just the male gaze. I'm dressing because I want my husband to be like, <clears throat> I want to eat her. And maybe there's women out there going, he wants to eat me if I'm wearing a muumuu with a messy bun and a face mask on. So I am I'm not really trying to rev that up. I'm going to go out on a mildly toxic limb and say, you know what? I don't even know if it revs it up, but it, yeah, maybe it will for you. And if that's your biggest problem, We're going to need to like work on our gratitude list. And I want you to rearrange your thought process and do this for you. Do it because when you were dating each other at the beginning of your marriage, you liked that. You liked presenting yourself in that way. I'm sure it gives you more confidence. I'm sure when you're doing all the other shit, not around them, there is something about how people perceive you by the way you present yourself. This may be so unfortunate and so unfair, but it doesn't make it not true. Does that make sense? I saw something where a guy on TikTok was like, I dressed up or like he dressed nice, like very together every day for however many days. And he noticed just a huge shift in the way he was treated. And again, Like, hmm, you know, we're not judging people by their hearts, but by their outsides. I think we have to just kind of accept the ugly truth sometimes that that is what it is. And there's psychological reasons, there's social constructs that are the reason we respond to people in certain ways, how we grew up, the demographic we grew in, the people we grew up with, blah, 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 blah. So not only is there truth to that, but call it mildly toxic call it (laughs) self-love, see it however you want. When you, when I, let's just talk for me, when I wear an outfit, like three days a week, I'll be like, I'm going to actually put on like jeans and a top and it'd be like an outfit. I'm always, I'm always uncomfortable. Date night, I'll get uncomfortable, but day to day, norm, comfortable, but it's still an outfit. It's not just swallowed in sweats, which is what I want to be. For me, when I do that, I'm more productive and I feel better about myself. I feel more put together. I feel more attractive. And I've said this before, people care about people who care about themselves. Maybe your partner says nothing, but subconsciously or consciously, they are aware or seen that you give a fuck. Like you're giving a fuck Maybe they'll wonder if it's for you, for someone else, or them, and that can keep people on their toes. Now, yes, I w- I've said before, if a man randomly changes his grooming habits in an extreme way out of the blue, like that is sus, and I would totally be 
maybe call me crazy, but I'd probably be sniffing around, snooping around. But maybe your man listened to the horny housewife in this episode and got inspired to like get up off of his ass, shave his chest a little bit shorter. It's gotten unruly. Clean it up. Put on some real pants on a Saturday. He doesn't normally do that. And that's a bad example because I think women, we appreciate sweatpants. This really is more for the girlies. But I'm sure, I have no doubt that there are some wives out there and some men out there that are like, mm, guilty, guilty. I have kind of let myself go in a way. And it doesn't mean like, oh, I'm this worthless piece of shit. I've gained 15 pounds since we got married. Ugh, I'm not going to subscribe to this. I'm ugly because Jordan says so. No, that's not That's not letting yourself go. That's life's changes and seasons. But if you don't feel good about yourself, if you feel yucky, icky, unattractive, not sexy, you don't feel comfortable in your own skin, do something about it. Don't just say, hmm. This is how it went. So this, like, you can change those circumstances. You can. If you believe you can't, you never fucking will. So yeah, assessing how you show up physically in your marriage and to the world, dating your spouse, I would file that under there. When's the last time you got your wife flowers? Or maybe there's something that's her love language, this donut takeout from somewhere she likes a book from her favorite bookstore, whatever it is. But flowers are really easy, okay? I mean, you don't even have to go hardcore. Even if a woman is like, meh, flowers, like, there's that sweet, but they're not dreaming, asking, going, man, I fucking wish I got flowers more. Because if you have a bitch that likes flowers and you're not getting them, she's going to say, ah, I wish I got flowers more. I don't get flowers very often. If you have not gotten your wife flowers in the last month, you this week, you this week are going to get her flowers. And I don't want to hear the budget thing because you could go to a gas station, a grocery store, a Trader Joe's, or if you have the budget, you can call a local flower shop for same day delivery. If she doesn't smile when she sees them, then she's the problem. I don't care if she doesn't like flowers, unless she's allergic to them and she's told you 37 times, she's going to smile. She's going to go, oh. Or if you've never, ever do shit like this, she's going to be like, did you, like, what did you do? But then that's on you, my man. Guys, when was the last time you did the little kind of shit that you did when you were dating her? Married. And I know some of y'all are thinking, excuse me, I, I got her. I have her. We built this whole life together. I'm not looking at it unrealistically saying go back to that headspace because you can't, right? But you can intentionally do the things, the little things, the big things, but the little things really add up. That you did for the other person because you're being thoughtful at that time. You really want that person to know you care about them you think about them all the time, you're in love, and that feeling isn't always there. But to intentionally choose those little actions, that's dating each other. So yes, that includes date night, but it also includes the coming up from behind her and hugging her. Ladies, that also is coming up and kissing him on the neck like you used to coming up and rubbing his shoulders after a long day. When y'all were first together, when he came home, I bet you ran and greeted him. Hello. And do you do that anymore? And those are like, you know, we don't really even care. We're not, we don't feel like we're missing out. That's fair. That's whatever. But don't tell me that it hurts, right? Like I can't imagine putting the effort in to show up in that way doesn't aid you can't convince me that it doesn't aid in the connection, in more meaningful intimacy, aka hotter sex. So maybe some men, women, couples listening are like, I totally feel like we got a great thing going on. But I think a lot of people listening are looking for ways that they could feel more connected with the time that they have. So maybe 
rethinking about little things you used to do. That could be a cute little thing, a cute little nostalgic reminder blast from the past. It could be so specific and niche for just y'all. A place, a song, a meal, a saying, a game. And I'll I'll end this little date your spouse inspo with a disclaimer that hey, maybe ladies, the guys won't eat this up in the way that women, I think, will a lot more. I think the women would really appreciate seeing their men kind of be like, oh, wow, like he's being cutesy, he's being flirty, he's being sweet. But then I think that there are plenty of men, maybe one's listening to this podcast, where they're like, I would give my left testicle to see her into it, giving a fuck, want to participate in that way. So conversation starter, you could ask them. What, what does it mean to you when they say you should date each other? Like, what does that mean to you, honey? And there, bingo was his name, Mo. Get into it. Have the conversation. Why not? Why not? Mm, take a crazy chance. Mm, why not? Okay, let's update y'all on Jordy's life. I did have a revelation that I am kind of like a puppy in my own way. To my husband, <laughs> he doesn't have to take me to shit or pee, so easier in that way. But I do really like cuddles all the time to be touched, rubbed, fed each meal. You know, I do act. When I was a little girl, my mom, when I would eat in public, she would like be embarrassed of me and be like, "We feed her, I promise." Like, quit eating like a prisoner. You've eaten before. Act like that. And even as an adult, I have to be aware of how fast I eat. Like I have to consciously slow it down so I don't look like a barbarian. When I'm alone, <laughs> not cute. If I there was like a hidden camera, wouldn't want to watch me eating. Sometimes I'll be like pretend people that are watching. Practice chew. Chew like you have a secret. Anywho, what else? I like to be put to bed. I would love to have multiple naps a day. And I enjoy humping things, inanimate objects, and people. So I am like a puppy. Who would have thought? Before we dive in to today's episode, which is mm, listener questions out the wahoo, we didn't get many last week because we had a guest. We had Dana B. Myers, owner, founder, booty parlor. And we discussed all the things. We discussed resentment in marriage. She's been married 19 years. So she shared some insight, how she navigates, how they check in with one another, how they communicate about sex with one another, how they go about discussing fantasies, role-playing. She gave some great tips as well as breaking any stigma left around scheduling sex. It's not lame it's the fucking name of the game and nothing is sexier than a sex invite. Put it on the calendar, pencil it in, get creative with it. Be like, oh wow, we have this time to do it right or not at all. And we elaborate on that. So if you haven't listened to it, that was last week's episode. So we will now dive in to all your juicy, relatable, amazing, sometimes holy shit balls listener questions. But first, I have a little update, an exciting update. Freaking merch, official restock and new launch of the co-ed locker room hoodie. It's sick. I shared a little teaser mock-up image on the Instagram. So follow that link in the episode notes. Merch launches February 7th. That is a Wednesday. I will remind you every Monday until then. Duh. You should also go to my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com. There'll be like a little pop-up right when you get to the website where you can put your email address in to stay in the loop. That means that there's no spam. There's no automated messages that are coming out at you. You will get an email. I'm going to say go on a limb and go high three a year and you may get one. You may get one. <laughs> And it's just staying in the loop. So you will never, ever, ever be annoyed. Promise cross my heart. And now you will not forget about the merch because I'm going to be like, it's here. 
It's fucking here. Daddy Derek and I have a little photo shoot coming up next week. Repping the new merch because got to have the pictures. If you go to thhmerch.com, that is where you'll be able to shop. You'll be able to get there from the hornyhousewifepodcast.com as well. Like you, you will find it really easy. Big, big buttons, merch, but thhmerch.com is the direct site to shop the merch. The link will be in the episode notes. Not only is the merch high quality, yummy feeling, the listen to mommy hoodies are pre-washed, thick, amazing, comfy. I've washed mine like six or seven times. Looks perfect, brand new. I'm proud of it. Like I'm proud of these hoodies. Great way to support the show. Great way to rep the show. People are going to go sick hoodie. Be like, yeah, it's my favorite podcast merch. So you should take a little listen. The first three orders are going to get an extra little prize in their bag that they won't be like, that's, that's what you do. It's not a sticker. It's not something stupid. You're going to be like, oh shit. Cool. Hell yeah. First three orders get a hell yeah item in their bag. February 7th coming up really soon. Don't forget it. Now without further ado, let's jump in and just spoiler alert, we're about to go off on penis pumps. So if you ever wanted to know anything about penis pumps, you're about to get a belly full of information. Okay, we're kicking it off. Now bear with me, get through the question and we will get in. So I'm past the point of obsessing over wanting a bigger dick, to be honest with you. I mean, if as a byproduct of something I gained some size on my dick, I would probably be fine with it, but not a prime objective these days. Wondering what your opinion is on penis pumps. Not sure I believe they can make my cock bigger, but wondering if there are any other benefits for my penis if I were to choose to use one. Do you believe they're a hoax or actually beneficial to consider using on my penis? Thank you. Okay, so the reason why I chose this question because I want to explain what a penis pump is for, why people use them, and the drawbacks and the benefits. I thought that could be educational. Could have made it a fucking topic of the hour, but I thought we just make this a chill episode. We go over some questions and because this one has a lot of knowledge, I'm just going to give it to you because there's a lot of dudes listening. And so I think this is bueno. Okay. So first things first, I want to say I was confused about the, if we could gain some inches. I know. I thought he was talking about if he gained weight, his dick would get bigger, but I realized that's not what he was saying. And I read somewhere and don't quote me that this is factual information that you would have to lose 30 to 50 pounds to gain an inch of penis length, which makes sense. But it's still, it was on a dot com. I'm not saying that's concrete, but that is not what I think the route you need to go, like if you're trying to really make your penis bigger, unless you were really, really needing to lose that weight for far more important reasons than penis size. I know a long time ago I had on Dr. Bawa on my show and she lit, like she literally is a surgeon, a doctor, and she is the penis doctor. She's the vagina. She's the private part doctors. She's the sex fairy. She's the sex fairy. So I know she does a lot of things that help men get rejuvenated and look in their best in that area. But as far as like a penile implant, you know, don't, don't ask me. Sounds horrifying. Sounds horrifying. I actually did see a little, like a mock-up video or, or a simulation of what that surgery looks like. And it was horrifying. It was super clinical. The body parts didn't look real. And I was still horrified. How did I get there? Why did I watch that? Don't ask me. So penis bumps. We're at penis bumps. That's what we want to talk about. Why do people use them? Some people use them for fun. Obviously, you see them in toy stores or online. Duh. 
specifically Love Honey Baby. Go to Love Honey, use the code HOUSEWIFE10, save some money. You'll find penis pumps there. And why guys use them for fun is because they make their dicks look bigger. In fact, it can temporarily grow up to an inch, both in length and girth. So if that was something that was super, super, super important to you, which I want you to find out if it's super, super important to her, or are you in your head and is this taking away? And you know what I mean? You know what I mean? What is this for? But if you really are like, this is what you want to do and you're into it, you're whatever, who the fuck am I to stop you or judge you? The information I got on penis pumps, I made sure I was getting from reputable sources, dot orgs, from clinics and studies. So I wanted to give you the good information, the facts. And what I learned, obviously, a lot of men that have ED use these. It can really help them. Besides taking something orally, penis pumps are a great option. A lot of people or doctors or experts that were cited in these articles weren't suggesting them as like the immediate go-to. Like that's not their, that shouldn't be their first option. There was a quote saying penis pumps are generally second line erectile dysfunction treatments. They can be considered after simpler measures such as freaking Viagra, AKA a Bluetooth subscription. Okay. If someone was asking me or my husband, like which route we'd point you to, that's, that's the route. They also have penile injection therapy, which like I said, Dr. Bawa would know a lot about. And they have vacuum erection devices, which I could kind of see how penis pumps seem kind of like that contraption because it is constricting blood flow, like gorging it. My mind just went to the very first time I put on a breast pump on my breast postpartum. And I had like the wrong size and the wrong setting on new mom. <laughs> and no joke, no joke. When we took, when I whipped that off, broke the tight seal that it had on my nipple, my nipple looked like a baby's penis. It looked like a young male's baby penis on my breast as my nipple. It looked like a the pig in pigs in a blanket. Okay, a little mini a little mini dog. My husband and the nurse and myself all stood with our mouths agape with a, you know, giggling followed. So that was that was a good feeling for me 2 days postpartum. And yes, my nipples did return to their original size. Now, four years of breastfeeding, I feel like the elasticity is not what they once were, but doing the Lord's work. I was breastfeeding my son and my husband at that time, okay? Give a girl a break. Now, back to penis pumps. Why do these work? <laughs> why, why can they be a good ED treatment? Because they freaking work well. With practice and correct use, it can get most men, help most men, get an erection firm enough for sex. So that's the goal for a lot of guys with ED. It poses less of a risk than some other ED treatments. It doesn't cost a lot, doesn't uh, work inside of your body, it works outside of your body. You're not putting like an injection, medicine, surgery. It can be used alongside other treatments like the ones I just listed. And for men who maybe had prostate surgery or radiation therapy from prostate cancer, penis pumps can are a great way to help restore your ability to get a natural erection. So it's kind of like a little push or pump <laughs> in the right direction. Now, for this listener, I don't know if he's experiencing ED or if this is just a size thing is what I'm assuming. Yes, people use them for fun, obviously. And I think it don't knock it till you try it, but be informed about it. There are risks. So they're generally safe, okay? But like everything, it poses risks and potential complications from the use, bruising, numbness, and injury. And it is your dick. 
we care about that. We care about that. So some of the side effects were pinpoint sized red dots called petechiae. I know I fucked that word up, but it's caused by bleeding under the surface of the skin. So it's like a giant, it's like you gave your penis a giant hickey is what that, that is. The penis could feel numb, cold, looking bluish or purple. I'm scaring everyone away from penis pumps. But it's just like some medicines, right? And at the end, it's like, these cause diarrhea, suicidal thoughts, and ideation. And you're just like, okay, never mind. But in reality, everything has side effects and we're all dying. So, okay, back to it. Pain or bruising, a feeling of trapped semen. That sounds awful and erections may not feel like they used to. So with that being said, I think you go on your own Google journey and I would find a Reddit forum. I would find something where you could talk to other guys who use these and their experience with using one long-term what it was like new for them. Find out from other guys. Guys, you're welcome to write into me and let me know and I will share in my stories or this listener can reach out and I can respond. However, whatever, but I'm not saying penis pumps are a no-go and they're certainly not a hoax like you asked me. And considering they are generally safe, maybe trying it out. Maybe trying it out sounds fun for you and you can see because I know for some men, it really, it's not worth it. They don't enjoy it. They felt like it didn't make that much of a difference or it was just way too temporary. So you'll have to tell me if it's worth it, if there's hype around it. And maybe that varies from guy to guy. So moving onward, going right into the next question. I made the harsh decision of going through my partner's phone of almost two years now in February. Let's just say I found some shit I didn't like. Gotta love that. But he was pretty much reacting to bitches' snap stories and asking a female to get food with him. (laughs) Another was a reaction like, she's cute. So we had this talk and of course he apologized, but I'm at the point where I do not trust the guy and sex has been very interesting because he has been trying new stuff like slapping and just other little stuff, which is catching me off guard a bit. I would love thoughts, advice of any kind. I'm here and I am ready, ready as ever to give you my thoughts and advice. First of all, I think we're done so rebunzo because you just said, I don't trust the guy. Okay. You didn't even call him your man, your lover. You're what you called him the guy. The guy is the guy, his season is coming to an end. I'm not going to support this one. I am not qualifying anymore. I'm not going to say, well, you can. Maybe you want to work out if you really wanted to work out if you really love him. He sounds like he fucking sucks. And I'll tell you why. When I read your question and you said, I made the harsh the harsh decision of going through my partner's phone of almost two years. So you've been together for enough time to where it is obvious, visible, and you'll both know you're committed. So you've determined what kind of relationship you have, what's acceptable and what's not. I would hope so, right? He knows. He he knows that you're not in an open relationship. Okay. He know y- y'all fucking know what's up. And the harsh decision, like if I decided right now, you know what? It has been a while. I haven't gone and looked through his phone in a while. I'm going to do that. I do not feel an impending sense of doom. Did it take me a while to get there? And I've been with him nine years and not once have I looked and found him talking to another female inappropriately or talking to any fucking women for that matter, maybe women he works with, but there's no one who I ever have to worry about my husband because he wouldn't hire. I have that luxury. I know hashtag blessed, but he would not hire a person to work for him that caused shit in our home. I'm really going off. I know some people are like disagreeing and think this is weird and controlling and too codependent, but I disagree. And we can talk about that another time. But the point is, is it should not be a harsh decision and like, I know I'm going to end up getting my feelings hurt. And I'll tell you this though, my husband, 
He has said to me before, he's like, I don't even want to go through your phone. Like, I know I'll get my feelings hurt. I don't do it. I just trust you because something I'm sure would piss me off. And that means like something that you would get pissed off because you're because you feel bad about it, not because I did anything wrong. Does that make sense? And that can happen, right? I could go find something. I could go find him and his bros talk about going golfing next weekend and be like, you didn't bring this up. So when are going to pop it on me the night before? I could hear him say something. I don't know. We can get our feelings hurt in any way or be irritated by something we find. We shouldn't have been snooping. We weren't respecting their privacy, but what the fuck is respecting privacy? I understand people have their personal things and you shouldn't be up someone's butt. And every time they put their phone down, you're like going to look and that is a habitual, like you check up on them. You're looking constantly. That's not healthy. That doesn't make you feel good. That's not good for the relationship. It's not sexy. It's bad vibes. We don't want to do that. Okay. But both knowing each other's passwords so that you have the peace of mind of if you ever wanted to for any reason or circumstance, you did have a bad feeling at some point about something, whether it was all based in irrational insecurity and you wanted to look, go for it. Like, no problem. Here you go. Maybe that's really important. Like asking permission and consent and respecting their privacy. (laughs) I would just... Be like, I'm going to look. And I'd probably look when he did not know I was looking. But that's because I'm being radically honest with my listeners. You can call me whatever you want. But to this listener, you knew icky feeling going to the phone, I'm sure, knowing something's going to hurt my feelings. And that sucks because it is shitty stuff he's doing. And I always tell Derek when he says that to me, I'm like, you would be pleasantly surprised. I encourage you. I encourage you to go through every DM, read every single message, and you would double down on this bitch. You would be like, holy shitballs. She's a gem, a diamond in the rough. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Any man listening that I've tried to like slide in some way, be inappropriate to me because some of you all fucking have, send me an unsolicited picture, whatever it may be. I have made you either feel stupid, (laughs) I acknowledge it, leave it on red, walk away. Thanks for listening. means so much. Yeah. Did that sting? Did that sting a little? But I am a good girl because I have integrity and because I treat my spouse the way I would want him to treat me. And believe me, sometimes I get cynical. Sometimes you do wonder, like I, I watch Housewives and I don't know if sweet listener who asked this if you do, but there's this couple and they're getting divorced after being the cool, cute, sexy, oh my God, they're going to be together forever. Had five daughters. They all grew up. Lovely, hot couple. They're not making it. And she said, it just sucks because you can do everything your mother taught you to do, to do for your man, to be for your family, and it still not work out. And that was just so crushing because it's like you can be and be a good person, do all the things and still get fucked over. Or and are you gonna go, man? Well, I wish I would have been a piece of shit because they were a piece of shit. I don't know. I don't know. But I think you sleep better, better things happen in your life, things work out for the better when you're actively not being a piece of shit, which I think a piece of shit is someone who is like lives two different lives or is wildly deceptive, et cetera, blatantly disrespectful, et cetera. I promise I'm getting to the point. I promise I'm focused on the question. What your man did, whether you agree or not, I think is disrespectful to you. I wonder, and I think you would know that if you saw that, that would be irritating unless you are okay with him going out with other girls to get food has Snapchat, which is just like fuckboy behavior, in my opinion, commenting on other women's looks and you're completely unaware of it. Is he talking about his cousin? Is he talking about your friend's daughter, your dear friend? Was he being, he wasn't being a gentleman. Okay. I think he was being not a gentleman. When a guy is engaging a woman, especially someone 
within reach. Like this person lives in y'all's town, community, workplace, or if it's those type of girls, you know, an Instagram whore, let's just call her that, uh, whatever you want to call it. They are putting feelers out there. They're thinking with their penis head, not the brain and the head that's screwed in on the top of their body is what's happening. And while I'm not going to say this is for across the board, I am talking directly to this story because mommy just has a feeling, just has a feeling about this one because I think you do too. And I think the best bet would be to trust your gut and your gut doesn't feel peace. You wrote in before about your, the same man telling you you tasted funny, quote, taste funny, IDK, if it's your sweat or what. I'm getting douchebag vibes. I'm getting he doesn't deserve you. And usually when I get these questions, I always come from both angles. Like, well, if you really love him, you can talk it out like this, this, and this. But for some reason, I'm feeling like we just toss this one to the side. So I'm going to go with my gut and say, he didn't have his kids and you're not legally married to him. So a win is a win. You can be with a guy who you're not dreading what you see. If you happen to go through his phone, who doesn't care if you want to go through his phone, a man who loves eating your pussy and doesn't ask other women on lunch dates behind your back. That's my thoughts. That's my advice. We're really chopping it up with these. Look at the time. Look at the time. I've had some big old answers. This one's from feeling old and cold. Hi, girl. Big fan of the show. So I usually have a high drive. My husband and I are typically having sex four to five times a week. This past month, I feel like my drive has plummeted. This is going to sound silly, but I hate the winter so much. Me fucking too. That it really affects my mood. Me too. And I've been so tired and just blah in general lately. I definitely feel like this is a factor, but also I recently turned 38 and for the first time in my life, I'm starting to feel older. I've noticed lines on my face that weren't there. My joints feel a little different. It's hard to explain. We feel you. We feel you. But something has changed and it's freaking me out. I know this self-esteem issue mixed with my seasonal depression is making me feel less sexy and less in the mood, but my sex life is important to me and I don't want to lose my drive. The only other time this happened to me was after having babies and I was able to bounce back after some time. Any advice or tips for coming back from this? Thanks. You got to believe in the bounce back always, baby. What goes down must come up and it's only up from here. If you need to get a spray tan, if you need to go in the real tanning bed, if you need a tanning bed and a sun lamp, I know we don't want skin cancer and we don't want dark spots, but you have to like weigh it out. I would rather put on a go green self tanner, okay, and match my face to my body with my makeup because I really care about skincare. <laughs> But I need that tan to feel better as a seasonally depressed bitch. This is true. Also, supplement vitamin D. Supplement it. You're not getting it from the sun. 5-HTP, another great supplement that I'm just going to throw out there. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. This is not a clinical perspective. This is me just sharing what works for me. What works for me? What helps? Marijuana. <laughs> Also, not consuming as much alcohol as you maybe do in the summer. Because if you're already down, alcohol is not going to make it better. It's going to make it worse. Because it's a downer, it's a depressant. So up it on the hobbies and activities that you enjoy doing. Do endorphin increasing activities. Work out. Move your body. Go on a hot girl walk. Take a hot bath every night. Do some shit for yourself that makes you feel good. When you do not feel like getting ready, which I don't in the winter, that's what I don't want to do. Make yourself get ready. And most importantly, say, choose the mindset of I'm not going to live in fear and worry. I'm not going to keep stressing myself out because stress is actually increasing my cortisol levels, which is actually aging me. So I'm going to stop stressing myself out. I'm not going to stress out about my prior stress that was aging me. <laughs> it's easy to spiral. It's easy to spiral. 
but an affirmation sounds silly, but I read a long time ago, JLo said that every day she looks in the mirror and says, I am youthful and timeless at every age. So I'm not even a fucking JLo fan, but I was like, you know what? I like that affirmation. So mommy says that. I am youthful and timeless at every age. And I'll add in, I'm a sexy fucking bitch. My face is frozen. My Botox lasts extra fucking long. You know, you can make the affirmations however you want. If you have the budget to do a little, you know, preventative work, go to a chiropractor, get massages on a regular basis, then yeah, you should totally fucking do those things. That's money well spent, investing in your body. You're never going to regret. I'm not 38. I am 34, not too far away, but I do, you know, for the sake of my sanity, I want to say it's like really far away. But in all reality, four years is not that freaking long. Holy shit balls. And it's crazy. Time flies. And that's just a part of it. And I know for a fact that we are our harshest critics. And especially as women, we're so goddamn hard on ourselves because everything we see on the internet is blagana, blagana, baloney. There are so many women that when you see them in real life, you're like, oh yeah, they look way more real now. So just remember that people do have pores, that all of those influencer bitches are literally doing little adjustments, slimming, smoothing all over them from head to toe to the point you would be shooketh to the core. I am I am thankful that I don't know how to operate those photoshopping apps. And obviously I know how to put a filter on in my stories. Like we all do. We all fucking do. It's probably really bad for us. Let's blame Instagram. But I'm talking about people that really work on their pictures that is like an art and a craft and it's insane and it's wild and it seems very damaging. So just remember, if you need to take a little internet break, whatever's not making you feel good or making you feel worse and you notice you're comparing yourself, you're feeling down, remove that. Take that away. Let's take a little detox. Also remember that just like you bounced back after the babies, maybe your bounce back time is looking different, your downtime, your ability to, you know, flip the switch, whatever, is a little slower, this go, but it will. The tables will turn, the tide will change. And I think it's really important that you talk to your husband about that, especially because if that's affecting your drive and it has nothing to do with him, you need to vocalize that and share that with your person, your partner, your husband, because sometimes the other person, it's easy for us to internalize it or make it about ourselves, which is like so not fair to the other person, but to feel sorry for ourselves or like what's going on, is something going on, now I feel insecure, disconnected, resentful because no one's talking about it. So talk about it. Talk about it so they can hear your POV and then hopefully try to be kind of what you need there for you, emotional supports give you some words of affirmation, some reassurance. That's nice. That's enjoyable. That feels good. It really provides, I know at least for me, a sense of relief. If I feel down and out and I can share that and feel safe to do so and supported and loved and like everything's going to be okay and nothing bad's going to happen and I still love you and we will ride this out together. That's so email, <laughs> but sometimes we need that. I don't know your personality, but I can be so like catastrophize things, doom, hopeless. Things are very black and white for me. I really struggle to find a gray. Funny, right? Because I try to give advice to keep people level-headed. You know, bitch, it's harder to take than give advice. That's for sure, serious. To this listener, to me, to you, to every single person who has a birthday and turns one year older. <laughs> We cannot waste time talking to myself too because I get sad and down not only during the winter but about my age and aging as well. Nothing we can do about it. We know that. We can try to do lots of things about it, but we indeed are getting closer and closer to death. <laughs> and instead of looking at it in the feel shitty way, 
we might as well, might as fucking well, might as fucking well think about it in a way that feels good. And maybe that means not dwelling on it if that is hard to do. But you could consciously reframe your narrative. I like to think about getting older means becoming wiser, sexier. I mean, everybody knows who are the best people that fuck in the whole wide world? A cougar. (laughs) They are sexually competent women. The power. They can be feminine. They can be dominant. They can fuck your dad or your son. Okay, there's beauty in that. Okay, maybe there is a point where you can no longer fuck the son. But it doesn't mean that the son isn't going, shit, man, what a move. And any men that are complaining about getting older can shove it up their ass because shut the fuck up. There's too many 60-year-old men, 25-year-old girlfriends. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And you know what? There's a lot of 50-year-old women with 25-year-old boyfriends too. So you can always go get laid. At every age in your life, you're going to have the opportunity to get fucked. So don't worry. Don't worry about that. I'm assuming my listeners are like married. (laughs) I'm married. Are you married? And we just want to feel good and feel happy and connected. And it's scary because sometimes we feel like fucking shit and we don't know how to show up or it's just way easier said than done. Hold on. White knuckle it, bitch. That's all we can do. And in the meantime, check in with your internal dialogue. How are you talking to yourself? What are the thoughts you're playing and what can you do about it? Good luck. I love y'all. That was the fastest 50 fucking minutes of my life. Holy shit. Write in, ask me questions, love the questions, keep them coming. Topic ideas. What do you want the topic of the hour to be? What do you want to learn about? What are people not talking about that's so happening behind closed doors and I should fucking talk about it. Tell me, go to my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com, go in the Ask Anonymous forum and type away, baby, type away. You don't have to put a name, you don't have to put an email, you can make one up, like our last listener question, feeling old and cold. I loved that. You're not old, you are youthful and timeless at every age, and you may be cold physically, but you are hot. Love you long time. Love you all. Right, mommy. Don't forget merch. February 7th. The Patreon. The Patreon. Great foreplay. Yummy stories. If you like audio erotica, come welcome. The link is in the episode notes. Patreon.com forward slash the horny housewife podcast. And that's all for this week. If you liked the show, Make sure you're subscribed. Please leave five stars and a review on Apple Podcast. It helps oh so much. And I will see you all next week. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.